Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Barbara Lamb. She is a psychotherapist and a certified hypnotherapist and regression therapist as well. Barbara regresses people with past life experiences and also conducts experiencer support groups at many large conferences. I've met her at many. Her website is barbaralamregressions.com, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. She's got several books out, Meet the Hybrids, Alien Experiences, and her latest is kind of a fun book on kids, Kids' Adventures with E.T. Friends in Space, based on real accounts. Barbara, welcome back to the program. Thank you, George. I'm delighted to be here. And how are you these days? I'm fine. Really busy these days. How did you get involved in hypnotherapy? How did that first start for you? Well, first of all, I became licensed as a psychotherapist back in 1976, way back there. And then um, in 1984, I began to have a few years of training to be a past life regression therapist. And that eventually morphed into people coming for regressions who had had extraterrestrial encounters. And of course, when they first started coming in 1991, some of them knew that they were having strange visitors at night, and sometimes they were having missing time, or sometimes they would have unusual markings on their bodies or little lumps under their skin, which turned out to be implants. And so they didn't really know what was going on, but they knew something very peculiar was happening to them now and then. So anyway, uh, we did regressions to some of those experiences, and it turned out that they were extraterrestrial encounters. So that's how I happened to get into that. And my goodness, George, since 1991, um, I have had the great uh, privilege, I consider it, of regressing well over 2,000 individuals to these extraterrestrial experiences. And Barbara, when you were doing this and you were getting these kinds of accounts, did you think, this is weird, this is strange? Well, I did, yes, because I, like most of us, I didn't grow up with that kind of knowledge at all. And I had thought that UFOs and extraterrestrials were simply fiction. That's what I thought. So when people started coming to me with these particular happenings and and wonderings, you know, I, I really wasn't thinking in terms of extraterrestrials, but the more the regressions went on and the more detailed the experiences were that were coming out in regression, you know, I finally had to believe that, whoa, a lot of people are getting visited by these beings and having a variety of experiences. At what point did you start getting involved with the children? Well, even back in that first year, in 1991, I uh, was working with about three different adults about their extraterrestrial experiences, and they were talking about their children having uh, reports. The children would give reports of, you know, unusual visitors in the room at night or 
being flown out the window and up into the air and into someplace else. And so the adults began to think, wow, I'm not only having these experiences, but my child is having them. So fortunately um, for them and for me, uh, some of these mothers were bringing their children in to my office just to have a chat about these things. And what they were describing about the beings and about what was happening to them certainly sounded like what was happening to the adults and that they were indeed having experiences with what we call extraterrestrial beings. But I'd like to mention some of the the ways that children talked about them. Uh, it's kind of cute in some ways. I mean, in other words, some children would report that fairies were in their room last night. Huh. Or some kids called them monsters. All oh, those little monsters sure. came again. Or kids said, oh, yeah, those little sparkles of light came in the room through the window and they swirled around and made all these pretty patterns. And some kids even said, you know, a big ball of light, white light, came into the room and woke me up and it was sort of flying around and then it stopped and then out of this big ball of light came a little guy, a little being, a little, like a little gray being or sometimes even three little beings. Of course, they didn't know to call them aliens. They didn't know what they were. Extraterrestrials, no, but they just would see this thing happen. And some people called them little people. So they'd report the next day to mom and dad, oh, the little people came. Or I know one child kept talking about the funny little people. And um, one lady saw all these little sparkles flying around in the room when these occasions would happen, and she called them the fireflies, because that's what it reminded her of. And then I had somebody at one point, one child, uh, call them the gargoyle people, because he'd seen statues on Notre Dame and different um, cathedrals like that. And so these E.T. visitors reminded him of the gargoyles. Um, Another lady saw little lights very frequently around the ceiling, the edge of the wall where it meant the ceiling, met the ceiling all the way around, and she called them the the little woodgies. The little woodgies? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So in other words, kids don't know what to call them, so they sort of make up their own name. And another um, little boy said, oh, yeah, that little old man came again last night, the one with the wrinkly face. And and then many children have reported that somebody, a being or two or three, um, have come out of the closet or in through the window. But I've really been amazed at how many people report these beings coming out of the closet. That sounds like a portal to me, Barbara. It does sound like a portal. And, of course, uh, the children don't know that concept about a portal, um, but uh, but they certainly do frequently describe that. And some people uh, call them their space friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these um, you know, kids are 
quite scared, even terrified, as they see these beings come in, particularly the ones that they consider are monsters. But then there are plenty of other kids who consider these beings as their friends, as playmates, as companions. Have any of these children been taken and then brought back? Oh, yes. Yes, that's all part of the experience. And typically, just as it is with adults or any age, um, the child will remember waking up and the beings in the room and very often not being able to move Mm -hmm. or call out. Um, And they they might be aware enough to um, have realization of being levitated up off the bed and floated across the room, floated through the room or through the wall with these beings. And sometimes they'll remember even kind of like being floated up in a beam of light into something. It's got to be petrifying for the kid. It's scary for an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. It can be scary for any age. However, uh, what I have found with adults and with children, the more we talk about all this, and then when we do regressions too, of course, uh, that they realize that, oh, what seemed to be terrible and scary and uh, frightening very often turns out to be an okay experience once they really realize what the details were and that in some cases they were even helped in various ways by these beings. These beings sense the kid is scared or something, I bet. Oh, they they must, yes. And, and I think that that is why they try to do this clandestinely, because they know that they can really scare humans. What do you think they want, though, Barbara? I mean, well, why deal with little kids? What, what What's happening? Well, you see, George, there are so many different kinds of extraterrestrial beings, different species from all over the place. True. And so they each have their own agenda. So it depends on which group of ETs we're talking about. Uh, Some of them um, are more scientifically oriented, and they want to study. They want to study us. They want to study children, teenagers, young adults, older adults, and understand how our physiology works. Maybe they seated us, and they're checking back. Possible? Real good possibility. What a good idea you have. Yeah, uh, many of us do have that theory that that is quite likely. We don't know for sure, but quite likely. So some of the beings, as I say, like to really understand how our bodies work. And that even begins with understanding a child's body. Uh, Some of them um, are more interested in how they can help a human's body, whether that's a child or an older person. And they do a lot of healing of different conditions that we humans have. And sometimes if they don't go ahead and heal something that they can see is wrong, uh, they will warn the person uh, that they have a liver problem or whatever the problem is that they're seeing, 
and they'll suggest to the person that when the person gets home again, the person will go to his own doctor for a checkup and say that he suspects that maybe he has that particular problem, which the ETs have directed, detected, and um, that you know the doctor will go ahead and, and treat that condition. But so many times, even children and any age of person will be actually healed of whatever the condition is, healed right there on the spaceship, or even in some cases, uh, the person is healed right there at home in their own bed. In other words, the whole encounter just stays right there in the person's home. And it's frequently done, that is the healing, is done with some kind of application of light. Uh, sometimes, yeah, or green goo, as you have. Yeah, green goo, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's uh, one of the notable things about children, that uh, sometimes children have found that they've been taken on board and put in a tub, like a bathtub type of arrangement, and instead of water in that tub, um, it's filled with what they describe as green goo, because it's sort of a little bit, it's runny, but thick, a little bit viscous. Of course, they don't use that word. Um, And that they just sort of soak their bodies, like soaking in a bathtub. And that there's something about that green substance that gets absorbed through the child's skin and heals the child of whatever the difficulty is. And then on other occasions, uh, sometimes a child is sick to some extent when taken aboard the spacecraft, and um, the child is given a glass of green liquid to drink. And that is a very healing process as well. So we humans don't know what makes up that green substance, but uh, I wish we had it because it seems to be a wonderful healer. These are just amazing stories in this real small book. For yes. kids. This is, is this primarily for kids or adults? Because I find it kind of interesting myself. Good for you. Yes, well, we wrote the book uh, for kids primarily, but with the idea that in many cases a parent or grandparent or babysitter might be reading that book or just looking at it, you know, with the child, maybe reading the captions, whether the child can read or not, kids love to be read to. And um, the the idea is that um, this can validate for children if they have had these encounters. And one reason why that's important is because so many children tell their parents that their little woogies or their little space friends or whatever um, have been there again last night. And the parents very often don't believe the child. They don't see this experience, do they? No, they don't see it. They are in their own rooms just totally sound asleep. We call that being switched off uh, when anybody who could be aware 
of the beings come, they are made to be very, very deeply asleep. Uh, so that even if uh, the person having the experience could call out to them, um, these very deeply asleep people wouldn't be aware of it. So anyway, we want to validate the experiences for children who are actually having them, and we want to um, be able to get them past their parents saying, oh, you know, it must be just your imagination, or you must have an imaginary friend, um, or it must be um, some other, you know, kind of something happening in your dream. You must have dreamt it. And so the child, you see, feels denied. And that's confusing for the child because he knows that he saw what he saw and experienced what he experienced, and yet the adults in his life often deny it. Right. So that's Try really to convince him it kids. never happened, right? Yeah. So that's really tough for the kids. So we um, have done this book in order to validate that some children really do have these encounters, and we want to open up the conversation between these children and the parents or whoever the adult is sharing the book. And also, uh, we have found that this can help to validate the parents' own experiences when they were children, if they had these visitors come to them. And many, many people, I have found, uh, many people who are realizing as adults that they are and have had ET experiences when they were adults. Is it genetic? They often often can remember by looking at this book and seeing these different Mm -hmm. scenarios that children experience. Sometimes their memories are tweaked, and they think, oh, my God, I remember that happening. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, it validates the parents' experience if they have had those kinds of experiencers. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.